welcome to another episode of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Soboleski, and your time is valuable, and so is mine. So that's why I'm releasing a series of brief episodes that focus on singular clinical topics. This time, let's talk about urinary retention. And this is, unsurprisingly, not very common in children. And essentially, you're looking at a situation where you have more urine retained in the bladder than is expected capacity of the bladder, right? So again, more pee in the bladder than you think the kid can normally hold. The estimated bladder capacity in ounces is age in years plus two. So urinary retention, again, is really defined by volume rather than the duration from the last urination, right? The duration from the last urination being long could be just due to dehydration, right? Symptoms of urinary retention, obviously the most common one is, well, I can't pee and I feel like I have to pee, but you could have dribbling of the urine, a very, very weak stream, unable to initiate bladder emptying, abdominal discomfort, or just a palpable full abdominal swelling, the mass of the bladder just arising above the, the pubic bone. There's lots of causes in kids. One of the most common ones is, unsurprisingly, infection like cystitis. Um, Systemic viral illnesses like adenovirus or EBV can also cause it. Neuromuscular problems are a second and noteworthy cause. Now, this could be that the kid has baseline urinary problems, so a kid with like spina bifida, cerebral palsy, um, or a kid with an evolving neurologic condition, maybe like ADEM, acute disseminated encephalitis. You know, they present with paresthesias, ataxia, paralysis, and that's something that's preceded by a viral illness. Multiple sclerosis, transverse myelitis, uh, kids with tethered cord or spina bifida that I mentioned earlier, they can also have acute urinary retention that arises on top of chronic symptoms. You can have congenital obstructions, you know, like posterior urethral valves or urethral polyps, those sorts of things. Hopefully those are picked up in prenatal screening. A very common cause, and this is due to the next door neighbor effect causing urinary retention, is constipation. So what happens is you got so much poop that the bladder floor and the posterior urethra are just elevated and pushed out of position by the very distended rectum. So, you know, we'll talk about management in a second, but an enema would be helpful there. Uh, Some medications can cause acute urinary retention. This includes cough and cold medicines, antihistamines, uh, neuroleptics, alpha adrenergic agonists. Um, They could have had a recent surgery like cystoscopy. Fortunately, it's rare in pediatrics. You could have kidney stones, which the incidence of is increasing rapidly. You'll see those in teenagers, but also grade school age kids. And then there's some other stuff. You can have high magnesium. You can have voluntary urine holding. So this is a kid who's potty training. They're avoiding peeing. The bladder volume is getting bigger. The bladder stretches. Then it's normal elastic properties don't work right. And so the kid holds and holds and holds, but they can't go because the bladder gets stretched out too much. Right? Uh, you could have a pelvic mass, um, a local inflammatory process, so something distal like um, meatal stenosis or labial adhesions. You could have a big abscess or an infection in the belly from like a ruptured appendix, or you could have a big incarcerated inguinal hernia. So obviously your physical exam plays a large role into figuring what's going on and causing the urinary retention. So how do you treat it? Well, if you think that the cause is temporary, so voluntary overdistension, UTI, constipation, um, drain the bladder. 
So this is an in and out cath to decompress the bladder. If the kid's really constipated, you're also probably going to want to give them an enema as well, more suppository to get things moving. Then that kid's going to need a clean out. If you're not sure or you think that there's a neurologic condition or the kid's got a chronic problem, then I would recommend placing a appropriately sized Foley catheter. Um, if you do an in-out catheter to get the kid to pee and they get relief, we got to make sure that they're able to void on their own spontaneously before they go home, right? If you have a kid with a UTI, you're going to start them on antibiotics and make sure that they can pee in your ED at home. You can have them soak in a bath of warm water, uh, kind of waist high, and just say, hey, go pee in the tub, right? Normally, parents don't want their kids to do that, but this is a situation where it might actually be a good idea. Any kid with urinary retention should have a urinalysis and culture sent to look for UTI. But if the UA doesn't have pyuria or leukocytesterase or nitrite, don't call it a UTI presumptively, right? Any adolescent female of reproductive age should have a pregnancy test. You could have a pregnant female and you think that the swelling in the lower abdomen is the bladder, but it's actually a you know, antiverted or retroverted uterus that's pushing on the bladder and making it so the kid can't pee right? You definitely want to do a thorough neurologic examination. You got to make sure that there's not a cause coming from the spinal cord or the nerves to the pelvis. Um, look at the kid's back, make sure that they have normal rectal tone, either by squeezing their butt cheeks together or a rectal exam if you need to do it. Um, and obviously look at the GU area. Get a chaperone and make sure that there's nothing causing obstruction like meatal stenosis or labial adhesions. Um, and if you're concerned about the etiology, right? Have a low threshold to get an ultrasound. That lets you look for obstructing stones, hydronephrosis, masses. And if you're not getting an ultrasound in the ED, make sure that the kid follows up with their pediatrician if it's a simple cause and or urology um, to consider follow-up imaging. All right, so that's it for acute urinary retention. Remember, it's uncommon. I don't see it all that often. And the two most likely causes are UTI and constipation, but know that if you're getting a bad vibe about neurologic symptoms, don't just brush it off. Do a really thorough neurologic exam, and you may pick up something in which the urinary retention is heralding worsening symptoms coming down the pipeline. Okay, so if you like these brief episodes, let me know. Shoot me an email, leave a comment on the blog, send me a message on Twitter. Any feedback is good feedback. Check out PEMblog.com for more great educational content. Follow me at PEMTweets on Twitter. Or check out the Facebook page if that's still a thing you do. And most importantly, stay safe and healthy out there. Until next time, I'm Brad Soboleski, and you just listened to PEM Curtains, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. Take care.